You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time now for It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brentest Wealth. Brentest Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020 and is consistently in the top three or four in that particular category. Today I'm speaking to Gustav Reinach from Brentest Wealth. And Gustav, you want to talk about general markets to start with anyway. We can always branch off on other topics, but you say global markets are down even on their one-year figures currently. I mean, that wasn't the case at the beginning of the year. Then the war broke out on February the 24th between Russia and Ukraine. And things have been incredibly volatile since then. And indeed, yesterday evening, for a brief moment, the markets went lower than they did on the breakout of war. The S&P 500, just to go on a little bit, the S&P 500 in the hours after the invasion, briefly touched, I think, 4,100. Last night, it went below 4,100. It's recovered a little bit since then, but these are very, very testing times for investors. Yes, absolutely, Lindsay. I mean, as we've seen, we had magnificent years coming up to, let's say, well, from until 2020 when COVID hit, and then the market went down by a substantial amount, around 30%, and everyone held their breath and they were like, and we were like, oh boy, okay, here it's coming. And then a month and a half, two months, three months later, we're back to the highs again. And everyone sort of didn't know exactly what was going on. We knew there was a lot of stimulus. And then we get a year later and it's the whole Russian story. We have a very good 20, year of 2020. But up until now, with the Russian invasion in 2022, uh, it, it looks like we're finally seeing a bit of a correction in the market. Um, it is due, I would say that. Uh, we don't know how long it's going on. As you stated uh, a bit earlier when we chatted, uh, it's, it might be going on for a while further. So it's, it's very important to look back in retrospect to see what have I made from my investment and keep a, a focused eye on the strategy that you have that in the end of the day, you can't look at your investments on a month-to-month basis because emotionally it's going to wear you down too much in times like this. I like your second question. As an investor, what should and shouldn't you do currently? I think we start with what you shouldn't do because I think that's the most pertinent point here. What should you not do right now, Gustav? And what are you, are you advising them not to do? Well, Lindsay, yeah, honestly, every single crash that we have seen or big correction in the market that we have seen in the past, like 2001 with the dot-com bubble, 2008 global financial crisis, we can even include 2020 with COVID and the market's going down 30%. The investors that lost the most or realized the most of their gains was the guys that panicked in times like this. I think the worst thing that one can do at this stage is you see your portfolios down by 15 or 20% or maybe even more. And you go and you realize your losses and sell out of those stocks. Because what we need to go back and look at is markets do tend to go up and down. It's never going to go up in a straight line. And it's never going to just go down for years and years and years on end. So if you do want to sell out now it's not going to be a good time so for investors that can actually afford to stay in the market and not realize 
their stocks because they are still deserving an income, they have a sustainable job, and they have a, a sustainable amount in cash assets. I won't say it is the best thing to to sell out of the stocks that you already have taken a 20%, only a paper loss uh, at this stage. Whereas if you sell out of it now, the, 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 the question is where do you go to? Because you can't go into the bank. There's no interest rates offshore. Um, South Africa has good interest rates, but it's, it's, it's a very tough decision. Uh, if you sell out, where do I go to with my money? Because effectively, when selling out, you're giving up the potential of gathering any returns if you don't allocate to any other asset class. Exactly. So history tells us, and uh, the legacy of previous crashes and previous geopolitical events tells us that, okay, it's not going to be pleasant in the short term, but long term things do uh, bounce back. What, what should you be doing? Let's say you had a new client, for example, that comes through the door today mm. and says, well, good stuff. I, I arranged this meeting a couple of months ago, but things have changed since then. So I don't want to have the meeting. What would you say to that mm. person? Because they're, they're obviously nervous. Yes, absolutely. So it, it would be Basically, the same story that I would say to existing clients, I would tell new clients. Every one of us that has been involved in investments for a long time, uh, and if you have a well-balanced portfolio, that means you have different asset classes. You have some money in, in, in conservative bonds. You have money in cash. Uh, even if it's just a small portion, that is fine. But if it's long-term views that you want to invest your investments in, it is not a bad time to use some of that cash allocation to go into the market in a phasing in process. I don't say go in all at once and take a big bet on the market now uh, at this point in time, but a phasing in process means you'll average out the losses or the downturn or the upturn that, that, that would be able to come in the future. And that means you'll average out the, the, the returns that you make over this time. And then even more importantly, for someone that is in a well-balanced portfolio, I'll take an example. The JSE had a phenomenal year up to date because of commodities um, making a huge run. And the JSE has benefited a lot, which is the South African stock market. So it's double-digit returns we've seen in the South African stock market. Now, an investor that has a big allocation or let's say a 40% allocation, maybe a 50% allocation in South African assets currently, I do not think it would be the worst thing to realize some of those gains that you've made there and actually buy stocks in the offshore market that has seen corrections where you can pick up very good intrinsic value stocks for a good time that, that has been running but has seen a correction. So you pick up those stocks at very good discounts um, if the companies have good intrinsic value. So realize some of the gains you've made and allocate that to the losses that you've seen in the offshore portfolios that you currently have. That means uh, the turnaround that, that would come sometime in the future means your break even in the offshore side would come much faster be, uh, if you rebalance in this way. Speaking about offshore, the, the rand uh, not that long ago was around about 14.50, 14.60. It's gone above 16 recently as well. Yes. How do you yeah. how do you approach that at Brentos Wealth? Do you say to yourself, okay, well, the rand is it, we can't predict the rand, but it really does sort of amplify the reasons for having a diverse portfolio. Mm. Is that what you say? Yes, absolutely. I mean. 
you're never going to catch uh, the currency at a perfect point. And if you do two years down the line, it might have strengthened beyond that point or weakened beyond that point. So uh, I always tell clients, if, if we look at scenarios and you look at the current situation, you need to take a long-term view. And we have a long-term view regarding the RAND uh, to um, develop market currencies at this point. So I'm much more interested in buying very good offshore stocks in my portfolio than I am a speculator of the currency because that because that does average out over time. Even if you only if if you don't even make money out of the the, the rand currency at all over a five or seven year period, the main focus should stay and should always be good stock picking and a well diversified portfolio. Yes, you say keep a clear head and stick to a sound strategy. And of course, that always has to be the way. You have to have certain pillars of strategies in your portfolio, whether you be um, 35 years old or 65 years old. There is one thing that I also want to touch upon as we as we close this conversation is that there has been a trend that has been broken, I think, over, well, I think since 2008. Actually, early 2009, when the, the bull market really started, the, the old market bottomed and the new market started. I, I look at it at old, as old and new. And that is the tech yes. stocks, the big high-flying tech stocks. And Amazon is a classic example of that. Now, Amazon on Friday, I think it was, fell by 14% after its uh, numbers and its guidance. It, and um, Jeff Bezos, bless him, uh, lost $21 billion in net worth. <laughs> Or potential mm, yeah. worth on that on that particular day. A lot of those big tech stocks that have been the stalwarts and the, again the word pillar, the pillars mm. of people's portfolios, fell enormously. So what do you do now? Do you say, well, they'll they'll bounce back, or do you say maybe it's a shift now from growth to value? That's absolutely true, and I think that's a golden question, Lindsay. Um, there, there's been a debate about growth and value because. Value is very cyclical and it comes in times where it gets enormously good returns if you are a value investor, whereas growth was was reigning king for about, as you said, the new market for about 10 years when tech stocks took off and everything. Everyone was just inventing in growth stocks. So there was a lot of assets going into that. But what I can't deny is that definitely and inevitably in the future technology is going to be part of everyday life and it will continue to progress into the future. It's going to be incorporated in every single asset, facet of our lives. So as long as these companies like an Amazon or a Tesla or all those that there are, Alphabet, as long as they put the time and the work into the research and development and the shareholders think that there's value being created and they keep to the trend of progressing the human nature, there's always going to be money uh, allocated to those types of stocks. So I'll also go back and say in, in, in times that, is, that are tough, value stocks are very good and we need all, we can't just take a one-sided view of let's go only growth or only value and try to time those. But if you, in the end of the day, if you have a good allocation in your portfolio of both value and growth stocks, 
and even some stocks that uh, represent both of those characteristics. Um, I think that's the best off you'll be at the end of the day. Okay, so just to summarise, that corny old phrase that came out from uh, the British government in World War II, keep calm and carry on, that's what we should be doing and stick to your principles. Absolutely, Lindsay. I think behavioural finance in times where things are tough, as tough as they are now, um, I think the worst enemy for your portfolio would be if you make decisions on emotions and seeing the values of your portfolios and making emotional decisions out of that. So that's why I say sound strategy is the best. If you know you have a diversified portfolio, you need to stick to the strategy and the, the, the rules that you've set out for yourself building this portfolio at day one. And if you stick to that at the end of the day, I'm a true believer that you'll come out on the other side better than making speculative decisions in, in, in bad times. Very good. Very good advice, Gustav. Thank you very much for your time today. That was Gustav Reinach from Brentus Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.